theory and our unbelief. Now we seem to be we seem to be uh, fascinated by conspiracy theories. I I personally am. I uh, in my free time when I sort of want to dump my brain, I um, I very much follow uh, with with huge fascination all the conspiracy theories that we are able to invent. I mean, there's a conspiracy theory almost about everything, and one is more crazy than the other. So let's examine it. <clears throat> so at first it seems a nuisance, but I think it has a deeper, much, much deeper <clears throat> root, which has to do with theology, which has to do with philosophy, but also very, very importantly, with politics. I am of the opinion that within a couple of years we should be teaching conspiracy theories at the university level for those who want to study politics because it seems that these conspiracy theories have a huge impact, impact on the people that we elect. I remember when, um, when um, Trump was against Hillary Clinton there were all sorts of conspiracy theories that Hillary Clinton is a Satanist and a, and a lizard from the future and Obama's wife um, is in fact a man um, or a lizard and there is some good, you know, usually Jewish conspiracy you know moving uh, behind uh, uh, the curtain so to speak but I think that <clears throat> it rather what we believe the conspiracy theories talk about what we don't believe or what we don't want to believe but let's take it step by step during the 60s of last century 77% of Americans believe that their government is doing the right thing. Today, it's, you want to guess, 17%. And this lack of belief in our own self-elected politicians, not, um, you know, um, stamped on us or, or inherited uh, leaders, but leaders that we every couple of years elect out of our own accord, um, those that we trust, the moment that they get elected, even though a president or a government has to have more than 50% of um, the votes, once they turn into the office, we go back to these very low levels of trust, which you see not only in Europe, but also in the uh, American pulse. So where did that start? Well, it started with Nixon, with Watergate. Um, since then, the trust of Americans that uh, their government is doing the right thing is falling almost constantly. Only during Clinton and Reagan, Reagan time, uh, the trust in the politics or in, the pre in their president rose somewhat. But uh, since the outbreak of the financial crisis in 2007, uh, the belief in government has never managed to climb over 30%. And today, as I already said, we have 17%. So uh, what do people mistrust? They usually mistrust the government. They very often mistrust NASA. They mistrust the churches. They mistrust pretty, pretty much everything they, they hear. And this is a great paradox, maybe a second one. There's never been on this planet a government that was more elected by its own people, relying on the trust and belief of its own people. And there's never been a government that tried to really read the lips of its people more than today. I mean, politicians are really going out of their way, very often being completely opinionless, very eager to do whatever the, the will of the nation uh, is telling them, or they think it is telling them. 
So even though the government is as close to the will of the people as we've ever had, we feel very, very strongly that governments are somewhat against us, that they are misusing us, that we are some, uh, some small little sheep in their, in their grand scale of schemes. Um, never ever have, has, the, has, has the ruler been so transparent because of the internet, and yet we feel that there are things going on behind our back. Uh, another topic which is actually quite interesting is uh, WikiLeaks. What surprised me in the WikiLeaks is that there wasn't really any big secret. I mean, some small things, yes, and it was, it was an interesting reading, but there was really no UFOs, there are really no lizards, we didn't hear of any blood rituals that the politicians would be doing behind our backs, you know, killing small babies and, and making sacrifices for better outcomes of whatever they are um, hoping to do. There really wasn't anything, you know, all that spectacular. Uh, no yetis, no sightings of the people coming from the future, no disclosure of Bilderbergs or, or other secret organizations that are believed to have immense power. Really, if you take two steps back, nothing completely, completely crazy. Now, there's a belief, this is uh, the last thought, that um, education will somehow save us, that more educated people believe less. This isn't actually completely true. You can look on, uh, you can look on a very educated United Kingdom uh, voting for Brexit, uh, nevertheless, uh, even though they have the, the best universities in the world and, and their access to internet is superior and they've always had a tradition of democracy and, and, um, and, and nobleship or gentlemanship, if you, if you wish. So what the um, American Journal of Political Science um, did, focused on this in 2015, and they've discovered that um, people who don't trust the government very much, with higher education, they have a tendency to believe conservative conspiracy theories. Now, whatever that means, uh, it means that Education isn't really the key element, it's faith, it's trust. And there's a similar effect that, that I've heard when I had a debate with um, uh, um, uh, political scientist Ivan Krastev, and he came up with, um, with a research that people who have higher education are much more tolerant in the questions of race and religion, but are less tolerant in the political questions. So the more educated you are, the more intolerant you become in uh, issues of, of politics and economics. And I think I can pretty much see this on myself as well. I've become much more tolerant in, in issues that I consider to be the issues of the past, such as race and religion and religion and nationality. But I find it that I, um, uh, that I you know, run into, uh, in, into hair of my friends whenever they express a different political opinion and and it's really politics that um, is, 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 uh, is driving us uh, to be intolerant among people who have you know, studied it. I think this is pretty natural. I am not very particular about cars as long as it drives because I don't understand cars. But people who do understand cars, they can have hours and hours and hours of debates about that component and this component. And it's a little bit like that with me and beer. Since I started 
being a beer connoisseur, I become, I became a little bit what I may, maybe jokingly would call a, sort of, you know, a beer racist. I only respect that one, one particular race of beer and I'm very intolerant um, towards the taste deviations that I was completely ignorant of way back when I was learning how to, how to enjoy this, this nectar. So um, we, even today, when we believe that we are living in the information age and that we are living in the age of facts and in the age of education, even people who are highly educated um, believe in, in, in sort of uh, rubbish conspiracy theories or, or rubbish theories such as, um, such as uh, astronomy, astrology. 70% uh, of Western respondents believe that there's something to it, that there might be some influence um, which is, of course, nonsense. Um, this is something that uh, St. Augustine already talked about in 400s and his famous contra-argument against, um, against uh, sort of reading your character according to the sign of Zodiac that you were born under. He gives the example of twins. What about twins? What about twins who are born at almost the exactly same moment? Do we claim that these twins have a more similar character than your brother or your sister who was born on a different time? And does it really have a larger influence than the family you were born, whether you were born in poverty or, or richness, or whether you were beaten by your parents, or whether you lived through a war, or whether you had to see your brothers and sisters suffer? I mean, do we really believe that a zodiac sign has a more uh, explaining to do than, than all these factors? What about caesarean section? I mean, that's really up to the will of the doctor and it can happen months uh, from the date of the natural birth. Which date do we count? Do we count the date of your birth or the day that you were supposed to be born without the caesarean section, etc., etc., etc.? And also, that would mean that all the people in January born on this planet would be somewhat the same, like all people in, 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 in June or in May, and that, of course, is nonsense. But it's something that we like to believe. Why do we believe this? Well, maybe there is, a, there is a much more scarier belief, which is the opposite to these conspiracy theories, and that is a belief that you actually do have your own life in your own hand, and that you are responsible, uh, and the politics that you are electing are really, really reflecting the, the, the mood of the nation, and that you are not a sign of a zodiac, but you are fully responsible, not social pressures, but you are fully responsible to react to these pressures. And that's where, that's where the scary part of free will comes in. And I guess that's a hard thing to believe. But it's the only way that makes any sense. Not that it's fully, fully coherent, not that it's fully without any paradoxes, but your other options are conspiracy theories. This has been your checkmate.